Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Boom, here we go. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. September the 10th, September the 10th, episode 36 of the Coach HP Show, episode 36. Show sponsored by now more than ever by positivity. Keep going hard. Do your thing. Be positive. Today's guest, today's guest, one of my most proudest guests that I've had on the show, giving this man the spotlight, giving this man more awareness, his job, what he brings to the table is one of my most proudest moments with this podcast. Of course, I'm talking about none other, Mr. Principal David Pugh of Christopher Columbus High School here in Miami. What a guy, what character, what work ethic, what dedication to his craft. I have never, I honestly, I don't remember the name of my high school principal. But if this dude was my principal, I would have never forgotten him. That's how important he is. Stands outside, greets everybody, six in the morning, early. Nobody's there. He's there. Make sure the kids have the right energy for the school. He cares. We recorded this a couple weeks back. So the update on the school with the corona stuff, I know I don't know what the numbers were looking like. This is right after Labor Day weekend. But he had a plan. I don't know if it's still there or not. So a little leeway on that. But just the story of how he learned work ethic from his mom who raised him, her by herself. That has a lot of merit. The fact that you got a guy here who's actually studied mental health. Before mental health was a thing like it is now. So he's so equipped, so prepared. I can't say so many good things about this guy. I could do the whole intro just talking about this is the reason why the brotherhood and this man right here is the reason why you go to columbus period 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 the columbus brotherhood and mr pew two reasons to go to to go to this this thing one of my favorite guys without further delay i mean when i spoke if i could hire him as a as a hype man best hype man ever or with a microphone He's a killer with the microphone in the hand. Love this dude. I can't thank him enough again for what he's done for me with the opportunities at that school. I'm an honorary member. I think I just need to, I told him in this, and I told him in this interview, just listen, I'll take a class. I'll do something, get a diploma. I have an asterisk next to it, of course, but class of 97 Columbus, man, that's a big deal. Here we go for further, without further delay. I give you the principal of Christopher Columbus High School. Diamond in the back, sunroof top, big in the scene with a gangster lean. Diamond in the back, sunroof top, big in the scene with a gangster lean. Here we go. Three, two, one, boom, and we're on. <sighs> Principal Pew, you always tell me to call you David, but the reason why I don't do that is because part of my ability, I think, to be very empathetic and relatable to students is that I, part of me pretends that I am a student. So if I start calling you David, it messes it up. So that's why I got to call you Principal Pew or Mr. Pew. So that's uh, that's where I'm sticking with. I wanna I wanna slow everything down, like you said before, the COVID thing, all these things. And for this next 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I want to go on the journey of who I think is gonna be probably the greatest principal in the history of South Florida. 
for sure in the history of uh, of Columbus because you bring so many interesting, different, positive, exciting things to what you do that has me so excited about knowing you, about having you on. So number one, first thing I'm going to ask you, what is it about Pittsburgh that makes you guys so tough, man? <laughs> There's a work ethic, coach. It's a work ethic. I grew up, uh, you know, raised by a single mother, worked three jobs. Uh, she just retired after 41 years uh, this year. And so I think it's just a, uh, there's a matter of pride also in Pittsburgh uh, that, you know, it may exist other places, but growing up in the late 70s, I got to tell you what a better, uh, no better place to grow up than Pittsburgh. Uh, City of Champions in 1979, I was 10 years old. Uh, you know, just a wonderful place. Uh, good, genuine people. You know, I, I think that's the other thing. Just really good, down-to-earth, genuine people. What is it about when you grow up in a situation like you guys in Pittsburgh where you have championship, 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 what is it about that, man, that people love? Is it because you're winning? Is it because the community, everybody embraces that? What do you think that is? Well, growing up there, uh, you didn't have a choice. You wore black and gold. That was it. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's a lot of pride. And, you know, you, you, you come down here to South Florida, and it's a wonderful place. There's so many things to do up there. Honestly, you, you, you gather around the sports, and it's, it's football uh, back in the day, baseball when they were – winning uh you know i still watch them all but i you know it's not quite as exciting <laughs> i'm not gonna lie the steelers have it still going on but uh the, the penguins and the pirates are um are tough to watch right now i'm not gonna lie you mentioned you growing up with a single mom did you ever meet your dad at all or no i did yeah and i was very close with the uh with that side of the family um but my father was just uh well, I, obviously he wasn't, uh, he wasn't ready to be a husband and he wasn't, certainly wasn't ready to be a father. So, uh, I, I did not spend a lot of time with him and, uh, you know, which, which was fine. My mom did an outstanding job. She kept me engaged in, uh, sports. Uh, she kept me engaged in my faith. She made sure that I attended a uh, private, um, Catholic middle school. And, uh, where I grew up, we didn't have a Catholic high school. So that wasn't possible, but I was an altar boy through college. So, you know, I I, uh, I credit her uh, for her support and for her sacrifice in raising me to be the man I am. And to be honest with you, I, I probably wouldn't be the uh, father I am today if I didn't go through that experience. One thing that as I have so many people on this show, Mr. Pugh, that adversity, people who are doing great in life right now, that adversity hit them at a young age and now they're stuck because they're like i i don't want my kids to go through any of this stuff right yeah. but look how good you turned out how do you balance that man as a father now like what do we what do we do do we put our kid outside to sleep in the backyard for a couple nights so they can build that? how do we what do we do yeah i tell stories to my to my children while they're they're adults now uh 29 and 23 um but, you know, it, it's difficult raising here um, with the amount of chores that are, yeah, I can remember getting up at six o'clock in the morning, meeting my grandmother out in the garden and, uh, you know, and breaking out the rototiller at six o'clock on a Saturday morning. And so I think there's just a work ethic that you are raised with. Um, it, it's somewhat difficult here. You know, it's not like I could tell my son to go out there in the garden and, and pull some weeds for, for half a day. Uh, that's why I think uh, you, that's why I think you have to keep uh, keep them engaged in other things. And uh, you know, thank God we we always kept them engaged uh, in faith, and we kept them engaged in sports. Nice, I I love that. I love that. As you move now to South Florida, how was that transition for you? Why did you guys? Why did your mom pick South Florida? How old were you? No, listen, I give my mom a lot of credit. Uh, uh, she actually sent me to college. Uh, I, I, otherwise, I, you know, I may still be living in that small town in Pennsylvania uh, with a lot of my good friends who, who are doing very, very well. But um, my mom saw that I needed to get out and uh, see another piece of life. And um, so she uh, put me on an airplane uh, 
and I, I attended Barry University in 1987. Coming here, coming, <laughs> coming down here into the Miami culture. How was that for you? Were you like in heaven, like man, no more cold? I love this, the humidity. How did you deal with that? Yeah, it was something else. I have to tell you, I I remember being in a classroom. It was uh, winter time in Pennsylvania, and it was uh, probably my junior year, senior year. I remember uh, going through a lot of these advertisements from colleges, and we're just talking about where everyone's going to be uh, the following year. And I saw palm trees, and it was a Catholic school. And I knew uh, my mom would probably support that. <laughs> nice, nice, great. And like sign. I said, I'm blessed. I'm blessed that she was. Uh, she had the open mind and 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 thought enough to you know to want something more for me. I'm a first generation uh, college graduate. Uh, I have three degrees, and um, again, I just give her all the credit in the world. Uh, she sacrificed a lot for me to be here. How proud is she of you? She must be so proud, huh? <laughs> I think she's pretty proud of me. Sure. I think, uh, you know, we, we stay in touch. Uh, like I said, um, she made a big decision just this a uh, couple weeks ago when she retired after 41 years, she said she has, not, uh, since she was 15 years old, she'd always had a job. Why? And she's still in Pittsburgh. Uh, no, she lives down here in Palm beach now. Oh, yeah. has she ever seen you in action at the school? She has, she, she's very supportive. And uh, she's she's come down here quite a bit. Um, and it, it's it's been a it, it's really been special for me. She attended the Hall of Fame banquet uh, with the rest of my family uh, last year when I was inducted into Columbus's Hall of Fame, which was quite an honor. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, very, very thankful and very blessed to be in the situation that I'm in today. But like I said, much sacrifice, much love and Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of discipline too. Come on, coach. No, you, that's you, a, without discipline. <laughs> that's my listen. That's my three yeah. things. I was at a. I did a big, big that just came out. Big podcast for Barstool yesterday. Barstool Sports, and I said the three things that I've always said was number one, the discipline. You got to set the tone. That's the first thing. No matter if you're dealing with three year olds, thirteen year olds, twenty three year olds, thirty year olds, fifty year olds. I got to set the discipline. Then number two comes the verbal reward, the love to get people hooked. Once I set the tone, I give you that. And then the third one comes then the skills development, the player development. I got you bought in already. You feel good about it. Then that's when I get you to move. So I'm a big, big discipline guy. One of the reasons why I say you're perfect for this time right now, and a lot of people don't know this about you, you actually minored in mental health in school before that was a thing because that wasn't how it is now we're talking about probably what 20 years ago i did yeah I even longer uh even longer that was uh my master's degree at bear university uh they kept me on and uh they were very very good to me and uh i still remain in contact with a lot of, a lot of people at bear university now uh, my wife Uh, she just celebrated 25 years working at Barry University. So we're still actively involved in that community. It's a wonderful community. Uh, they had a mental health program. Um, and they had a program also called University Studies, which, which uh, gave you a little bit of flexibility. And so I chose human resource development, and I chose uh, mental health. And uh, it was an excellent combination. And it really led me in the right direction. Uh, you know, as I eventually graduated to uh, education, uh, which I've been educating here at, at Columbus High School for the last 23 years. With all that research and all that knowledge that you have, you got to get that, get that. Don't worry. I know, it's okay. <laughs> This is not live. Don't worry. I'll get it all out. Yeah, no problem. Um, with all the research, all the preparation you have, why do you think you're so good with people? <laughs> well, coach, I, I mean, I have to turn around and ask you the same because you have that same, you have that same uh, gift, the, the, the gift of being genuine, the gift of, of being able to speak to somebody. Um, I think the, the greater gift is also sometimes uh, listening. I think sometimes we don't listen enough to people. And you, 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 you start by listening 
and then you engage in conversation. And I think that conversation has to be genuine. Uh, most importantly, I think you just have to be genuinely concerned about the next person. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a it's a gift that we're we're born with, or if it's uh, in some ways it can be learned. But I think you just have to really truly care for one another. And uh, I think I think I've seen those uh, characteristics in you, in the times that I've met you, in the times that I've seen you interact with our students. And uh, you, you have that same skill, the ability to communicate. I think it's it's very important. Regardless of what career you end up in, you have to be able to communicate with people. I, I can't agree with you more. At Columbus, are we making a, a, a conscious effort to talk about these kind of things? Because this is not books now. I know <laughs> everybody goes books and we need algebra and calculus and all these all these things. But are yeah. we talking about that? Because I know you're a big communicator. Are we talking about that with the staff and coaches and with the kids? We do. Uh, for example, our theme this year is a shared vision. And uh, I, I feel as a school, you, you, you'll get nowhere if you're not sharing that vision with one another and you're not living the mission. And I think that's most important. Now, with the students, I agree with you. They're, they're, uh, as Marist educators, we don't just educate our young men, but we also guide them and we mentor them. And uh, that's very important, especially in an all-boys school. You have to have that, that mentoring factor. And it starts with respect integrity and then eventually it leads to pride uh, these kids uh you know that that see on their chest they're representing everywhere they go and and yes to answer your question uh we do speak to them quite often about these things and it it is uh it's in conversations not only in the classroom but when we bring them into the gym like you came in and visited the the school um you you felt that didn't you I mean, it's the best, man. It's it, yeah. it's the best. And then you, because not only do the do the kids have pride there, which is amazing, but the faculty also. It's like you guys are very tight niche. You work together. They follow your lead. When you started, because ironically, I graduated high school. Hate to date you, bro, but I started high school. <laughs> I graduated in 97. You started Columbus, I think, in 98, correct? I did. Yeah. So it was 1998. That's right. What that version of you that just started, I think as a teacher counselor or something like that, what was different about you back then that now you look at it now, you're like, man, I liked that about myself. What, <laughs> what was it? That energy you've always had? What was it? Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I, I said to my wife, how, how much longer can I do this? This job is extremely stressful. Uh, there's a lot of anxiety to it. There's a lot of responsibility to it. Things were so much easier when I was just working with students and, uh, you know, we could counsel them and, and get them through their difficult times in life. Because as you know, uh, we only have four years with our young men here. So, you know, we, we have to make a difference in their lives as they continue to develop. And, uh, you know, that was, that was great as a counselor. It was, uh, it was good as a teacher. Um, and I have to tell you, I, I, I loved coaching. I coached uh, for a number of years, baseball and football. And, uh, you know, I, whoa, I got whoa, whoa, Okay. What's the difference between coaching baseball and football? <laughs> tell me, what, what, what did you like about football? What did you like about baseball? Uh, boy, I, you know, I love both sports. I, I played both and, and loved both sports. I've got a passion for both. And uh, I guess, you know, the well, Obviously, you know the differences in the two sports. I came down here and 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 I wanted to, you know, right away being being from Western Pennsylvania and having that pride factor in football. I wanted to, I wanted to do the bull in the ring. I wanted to get things going. Wanted to see who could hit. And uh, and it was uh, Mr. Linsky walked over. He was a coach at the time, and he was coaching at the varsity level. I was coaching at the freshman level. And I said, uh, I said, Coach, we're getting them hitting out here. He said. Uh, Coach Pugh, we don't do that anymore down here in South Florida. We can't get away with that. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a it's just a passion. It's about being out there. It's seeing the competitiveness, the the level of competition. And there's nothing better than down here in South Florida, I'm going to tell you. Well, you listen, you, we just got a, a state title in football. What position did you play in football? 
Uh, well, you know, back home, when you come from a small uh, public school, uh, if you're a cornerback, then you're also a receiver. And if you're fast, you're probably a returner. So, uh, you know, you had to play both sides of the ball. So in football, I was, you know, I was a receiver and a cornerback. I wasn't very big. Today, you might say I, I, I might fit somewhere inside, maybe an inside linebacker. I'd like that. But uh, back in the day, I didn't have that kind of size. Uh, I was more of a speed guy. Um, and baseball, you know, I, I just was I was naturally a better athlete, uh, probably on in baseball. And, uh, you know, I, I just enjoy everything about baseball. I coached here with uh, Coach Weber. Uh, I was the head coach of the JV team for a number of years and really enjoyed that time too. It's, it's just different, you know, both sports are so different, but, but yet the coaching aspect of it, um, the drills and, and the mental approach to the game is all very much the same. And, and I think that's what I have transitioned into the administration and, and brought a lot of those coaching attributes uh, to what we do today. I, I can't agree with you more. You mentioned there, Coach Weber. What do you think makes that guy so good? <laughs> uh, boy, I tell you, he uh, he prepares. I think he's he's one of the most prepared uh, guys to to not only take a field, but he's also the most prepared teacher to take a classroom. Um, he was just uh, he will be inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame as a teacher, and uh, he was already inducted as a coach. So that just shows you, you know, what Coach Weber's made of. Um, nobody prepares more than more than Joe. He, he's uh, he and and he's a genuine guy. He's going to tell you. He's going to break it down very clear, and he's going to be direct with you. He's not going to, you know, Joe. He's not going to hide anything. Uh, his emotions are on his sleeves, the same way I carry my emotions. So you'll know when he when you've done something well, and you'll know equally. If uh, if you failed at it, if you failed at it, how do you deal with adversity? It seems you're very good at dealing with adversity and dealing with failure as a guy, because what happens is when you're the face of the school, it's hard because you're living your day perfectly and some department, some division goes wrong and then you're the face. And then because you're a winner, you take it on your own to, okay, how do you deal with that, man? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is uh, you got to be accountable. You have to understand at this position, um, I have to accept uh, anything that goes wrong. It's on uh, it's on me, and I accept that. And uh, and it's probably no no different than in most people live their lives. I mean, it's uh, you accept the responsibility and the and and you hold people accountable. Uh, and the first one that I hold accountable is myself, and that's the way I was raised. Um, I don't know if there's any secrets about that or, you know, I, I think that's just through hard work, determination. Um, you know, I just think it's, it's, it's something that just comes natural to me, to be honest with you, coach. One of a, I think that's why I think you're perfect for, for that position. One of the qualities I love that you do is I've watched you several times, six in the morning, six fifteen, standing out front, greeting the students pumping mm -hmm. them up yeah. as they as they come in. And I go, look at this guy, just by himself there, just, and you know, half the kids come asleep, this and that. When did you start doing that? I, I feel like in, in a lot of ways, I've always done that. Um, even, even if it wasn't out in front of the school, um, it, when I was counseling, uh, I'd have 10 or 15 kids just meeting right outside my door and, and we'd talk about the day and we'd talk about setting goals. And so to me, I, I, I don't think there's anything more we can do um, than to empower uh, young people today. I think it's very important that we empower them. Uh, you know, th this is our future. The students that I've been working with the, la with the last 23 years, you know, I understand that, that I'm preparing them to go out there and take on this big world. And I want them to make a difference in it. And the only way they're going to go out and make a difference is if we empower them. And it starts right here, right now. I love that. I love that. Listen, you've heard me. I've talked critically about my dad on a lot of things, but there's there's some good. He did a lot of good things, too. And one of the good things he instilled in me, and he always used to say, which is very difficult during these times, and I think you do a great job of this. He would always tell me, 
that the police is the best friend of a person that's living life the right way. And if we take that into your world now, it's almost like kids are always, students are taught to be in fear of the principal. We're going to go to the principal's office. And, and I think you do a tremendous job. And I think the police system, let's say here in South Florida, should copy your style of getting down to the kids' level, holding them accountable, but opening them with welcoming arms and really understanding your 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 kids, man, your 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 students. How do you view that? Well, I think the you know the biggest thing, coaches, is, is these kids, uh, their brains do not fully develop until they're some somewhere in their mid twenties. Say that uh, again. Say that again. I'm a big proponent of that. <laughs> say that again one more time. The brain is not fully developed uh, until they're at least sometime, somewhere in their early to mid-20s. And, and you know, Coach, I see kids come in here and and they're just not ready. They're, they're not mature enough to handle maybe ninth grade or 10th grade. But by the time they graduate, these are young men. And, and, you know, they're the first ones to come back after they've graduated. Maybe they're in their first or second year of college. And, and boy, I tell you, I gave them a hard time when they were here. If they made it through, uh, I promise you, uh, we, we, we had a few battles probably in the hallway, in the classrooms, in the office, and uh, they're the first ones to come back after a couple years, and, and they just uh, they, they thank me for everything that uh, I was able to do for them, and they understand. So that maturation process, it doesn't always happen in ninth grade, you know, like, like a parent would like to think that it would, or uh, teachers or administrators of a high school you know, we understand that it that it's going to take time, and uh, and and I think you see a character in, in somebody. You see that that boy, they've got a heart. They may be rough on the outside right now, but they've got a heart, and they do care about what happens to them and others. And if you have somebody like that, coach, you can work with them, and eventually, eventually, uh, they'll go on to do great things, and they do come back. Well, listen, that, that's a perfect segue. I'm going to list. You're now joining. We're like at episode, I think, 30-something episodes of this podcast. This podcast started in during COVID. Tremendous guests, like I've told we've had from George Lopez to today. Today we're having, ironically, the creator of Big League Chew. He's coming on later on. So we're talking about all names. But the names that matter to me the most, and in this, what we're talking about now, are Columbus alumni that coincidentally, a lot of these people I didn't know, so I'm going to give you a, a couple of them, and I'm going to tell you what they're doing. You might remember, you might not. I don't remember a lot of people, but number one, my buddy Josh Pasquale, he's, he runs Josh Premium Meats, doing mm. amazing in the community now, selling quality Wagyu A5, like this beef that is just awesome. So that's one. Kurt Tabora, who is probably the number one reggaeton concert guy in the country with just linking artists with to perform Columbus guy Jordan Almendra who you know Jordan yeah. uh, suffered a horrific accident turned that into super positive he's been a guest of this podcast our buddy John Jay which yeah. 10 years in the big leagues amazing Danny Rodriguez of the Blue Mission group He's yeah. been on here to talk about his thing. One of your best teachers and one of my guys, Omar Delgado, has yeah, been right. here talking to Coach Weber, you know, and then an, an older guy, my buddy Jose Pepe Gomez, COO of A-Rod Corp. Hmm. He's been sure. David Hoffman. I don't know if you know, remember David. David, this dude eats food. He tries food from all over the world, has over 2 million, 3 million views on YouTube. <laughs> Columbus graduate also. Unbelievable. So it's unbelievable, unbelievable. The amount of Columbus support that you've had has been insane, man. I, I agree. I can't say enough. I mean, I, I'm never surprised. Uh, they are all over this country, all over this world. They are involved in every aspect of, uh, of, of humanitarianism, um, business. Uh, it, it's just amazing. I mean, I uh, I'm always amazed 
that when when someone comes back and and you know obviously from the 80s or early 90s and they say hey listen uh you know this is a columbus graduate i it, it just doesn't surprise me anymore there are leaders out there uh that's what they do they lead and they learned everything in this uh right here in 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 these buildings in these classrooms i said this the school is 1700 right now um but the hallways haven't gotten any, any bigger. These are the same classrooms, the same hallways that these men uh, at one time walked these hallways. So something happened. I look at it as honest to God, I think it's um, the Marist brothers. It is the Marist brothers. It's uh, the, those are the leaders. Those are the, the, the founding members of Christopher Columbus High School. I apologize. It keeps no. Going. Don't worry. Listen, <laughs> if you're talking to the the the, the lead guy, I, I I get it. Trust me. This is why it's hard to get you. I got a couple more for you because I don't. I want to. I don't want the school to lock down on me because they're getting worried where you're at. So, <laughs> I can't agree with you more with everything you said there. The community, how you guys keep alumni tight, how you keep encouraging them how you keep communicating with each other. I am such a fan of that. Let's talk about some other things. Sure. Favorite type of music. What's your favorite type of music? <laughs> uh, coach, listen, um, I, I, I love music, by the way. Uh, you could put a song on from the 70s, from the 80s, 90s, and it means something to you. Uh, you know, songs bring out the emotion and the moods of people. Uh I have to say out in, in Pennsylvania, it probably started more with country. I mean, you know, I, I go with uh, Willie Nelson, but then my first concert, my mom took me to a uh, Neil Diamond concert. How about that? Back in the, uh, probably sometime in the in the 70s. What makes Neil Diamond so special? A lot of people love that guy. What makes that guy so special? I listen to sound, his music. It's upbeat. I mean, for the most part, uh you know, my mom would play it around the house, and and boy, I'll tell you, Neil Diamond. When when I hear a song, it just takes me back. Uh, Favorite like, Neil Diamond song? Oh, there's a ton of them. I mean, the, the one that we you probably hear most often that, that that I could probably do a good karaoke would be uh, "Sweet Caroline." That one's pretty good. I I I wouldn't even attempt any of the other songs, but uh, <laughs> I think "Sweet Caroline" is is always that good karaoke song that you could get away with. But I mean, uh, Phil Collins, Lionel Richie, uh, Chris Stapleton. I, uh, honest to God, when I went through college, I could have, I could have listened to Simon and Garfunkel, and then turned the station and listened to a little Easy E and uh, and 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 Ice Cube or Ice T. Look at you, man! I love it. I love it, Easy E. I mean, Coach. I, I honestly, I, I'm all over the board. If you if you if you saw the Pandora. Uh, <laughs> It would it would be anywhere from rap to country and everything else in between 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, I just love music, honestly. It just it it really is is about the emotion and it's about the um, the mood and and about growing up. I mean, you know yourself. You, you can listen to a song and it will take you back. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Let me yeah. ask you a question. I have this question a lot with guys. Me and you have the same haircut, right? <laughs> How did you deal with hair loss, man? Because for me, it was so, so hard. I was in Hollywood. I lost it at a real young age. And I don't think we talk about this a lot as older, as, as men, you know, to prepare the generations to come because, hey, we lose our hair and look at you. You look, you probably look better than, than ever. And same thing with me. How did you deal with that? Uh, well, it's easy. Uh, I was married. <laughs> <laughs> I was married. Uh, my, my wife told me I did not marry you for your hair. She said, in fact, uh, you know, she, she loves that look. And, and she made it real easy on me, to be honest. I mean, that is the truth. Uh, it, it, you know, my wife means everything to me. And, and, and uh, early on, we've been married. Uh, we've known each other for over 30 years. We met, in, wow. at, Barry, met at Barry University. And, uh, you know, she just said, listen, don't worry about your hair. It's not about your hair. That's, I, I didn't marry you for your hair. Quite frankly, today, she says, I didn't marry you for your looks. I just, get, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm blessed and I'm very lucky that, um, you know, 
that 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 didn't mean a whole lot to her. And uh, obviously, then it didn't mean a whole lot to me. So, and I I realized, like you, I I don't go all the way, but um, I realize it's much easier to keep if you just go ahead and keep those clippers and take them out and you know every every couple of weeks just trim it up. You touch them up. You yeah. you mentioned there you've been married for real long time, man. You've you've been real lucky in finding a partner is stuff we got to talk about with young men, how to, because we start dating in high school and some of us think it's the one and some of us never find the one. You've been able to do something that society today, it's very hard. The numbers are against that. How, what qualities do you look for in a partner, man, that, that you're like, man, this is why I knew this person was a winner. Uh, compassion, uh, forgiveness. Uh, <laughs> you know, listen, early on, I was a much better father than I was a husband. And, uh, and, and she accepted that. And today, uh, I've become a much better husband and, you know, it takes time, you know, uh, you can't be selfish. You have to be giving, uh, she has always been giving and, uh, you know, she's tough. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. She, she was an all American, uh, college softball player. So, uh, you know, she's very competitive. Um, But she, uh, you know, she she brought out the best in me over the years. Like I said, um, it's not easy. You, you, you know, it's just not easy. It's um, and I think it just gets harder because of all the pressures put on you in life. But uh, we, we said early on we had children early and, and we said uh, we were going to support one another. And that's what we've done. So I'm 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 blessed. Uh, very, very lucky. I totally agree. That's why, again, I think. You're at the you're at the right position. I I was so fortunate enough. You gave me the opportunity to speak to the the freshman and sophomore class. A lot of people asked me, "Oh man, I would love to do that. I would love to get into speaking. I want to speak at that level." And my advice, I want to see if you agree with this. I would always tell people, "I would listen. Of course, everybody wants the biggest thing, but I literally started. I was able to." Not even Coach Weber. I was telling Coach Weber, let me speak to the team. It took a while for him, for me to, to get him. I, I started with the freshman at CCNN coming in at uh, 6. I came in at 6 a.m. on July the 5th. I did it twice because teachers that care want new advice, new stories, different things. And I started that way. Then I did the baseball team. Then I was lucky enough to do the school, man. That day, that day for me, I'll never forget for so many reasons. How did you feel that day? What do you recall? What a coincidence that that same year is the coronavirus year. And a lot of things we talked about there came into fruition yeah, just right. a couple months after. Yeah. Well, first of all, coach, uh, if I remember it correctly, uh, I had arranged a uh, speaker and he could not make it. And uh, this was one of our graduates who was playing at the University of Miami. And uh, he was going to come in and speak to the freshman, sophomore class. And he couldn't make it for whatever reason. And uh, I was looking around and I was asking people if they had somebody that we could turn to. Because I really think it's very important that these young men hear from people externally, um, you know, hear different experiences. And so we bring a lot of guest speakers into the school. And Coach Weber said, I've got the perfect guy for you. He said, Coach, <laughs> Coach, Coach HP, he's going to be your man. And uh, I didn't think twice. I Look, one of the things that you have to have is trust. And and these aren't just colleagues of mine, but these are people that I I trust. I've been working with them. They're, they are friends of mine. Uh, you know, and you develop these relationships. So when when uh, Coach Weber said, hey, I, I've got your man, I said, call him, give him the time, give him the day. If he can make it, he, he's open arms. I'd, I'd love to have him. And uh, Coach, that's the first time I'd heard you speak. And, and uh, I hope to have you back, you know, year after year. As long as I'm in this position, I, I hope to have you back. Uh, you were inspirational. You were motivational. And uh, those kids um, – They really appreciated the words that you said that day. And uh, and I appreciate that um, that you came in and you really saved me that day. I'll be honest with you. You saved me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. Uh, I'm all in. Trust me. Um, 
no, it's it's easy. Like I said, after I heard you speak and and I saw the reactions of our young men, I I I knew I knew you had it, and I've watched a few of your shows here um, in the last week. And boy, I tell you, I am uh, first of all honored to be on this show, and and still not sure why you would reach out to me. I I don't consider myself, uh, you know, someone who, you know, like a like like the people that you've had on this show. Um, you know, I just, I'm just a, a regular guy just trying to do a, a, a good job and, and, uh, you know, do the things that I can do. So I, I, uh, I, I just, I love what you're doing. I really do. And, and you were made for this. I got to tell you <laughs> your personality and, and the questions and the interviews, uh, you were really made for this. And, and I love the fact that you keep evolving. One of the things I tell people is, uh, you've got to be a life learner. Yeah, that's very important. You cannot be closed-minded. Uh, you got to continue to to move forward and uh, and be that life learner. And and that seems to be what you're doing uh, today. Man, thank you so much. I about 300 comments, DMs from kids yeah. who still reach out today with all walks of stuff. I have. I think they're coming this Saturday at two o'clock. CCNN's doing. I know their second story on me and the podcast, which is going to be awesome, you know. So it's, I say it now, I'm an honorary Columbus explorer. You know, I just want to take, I got to take one class. I don't know, I got to figure out a way to take one class again, walk the stage with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you I can, like that. you know what I mean? So, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I want to talk, I'll talk to future explorers, current alumni. You got me whenever, every year by year. That to me is I take that so seriously because I didn't have that, man. I would have, and I said this on stage, I would have died to have a dude like you that I can relate to, that I can speak to, that I can bounce ideas off, that I can help, that I can be like, what are we, what are we looking at? What are we missing this year? Two Last two questions. We talked about COVID. We don't know. You think you know what's going on. They change the playbook on you probably every week. <laughs> we're opening. We're not opening. We're wearing masks. We're not wearing masks. We're handshakes, no handshakes. If you can give any update now to the current parents of Columbus, I know you're giving information daily. A lot of explorers see this, the parents. What's yeah. the current status of what you're at right now, your vision, what you feel? Share a little bit of that. Yeah, I'm encouraged right now. Uh, we, we see the numbers uh, dropping. Uh, you know, there, there's a number of reasons. And the first and foremost, the, the, the number one reason that we did not uh, come back in a face-to-face -face environment is for the safety of our entire Columbus community. That includes our young men. That includes their families. It includes our employees and our families. Uh, and it wasn't the right time. The numbers were simply too high. Uh, we have spoken to physicians throughout the summer and uh, they, they consulted us and they continue to work with us. Uh, last night, I think we, uh, we saw some, uh, some good positive movement forward. Uh, if those numbers continue to trend downward, uh, I could see us probably coming back uh, by the end of September, maybe oh, even. Oh, wow, nice. I mean, we're, we're excited about it. Listen, we've, we've made a tremendous amount of uh, investments in the classroom. Uh, to keep people safe and also to enhance our technology. So we're excited about the opportunity to get these young men back in here. Uh, it would probably look like a hybrid where we'd have to split the class. Uh, we, we still have to de-densify the hallways and in large meeting rooms. And, uh, you know, we have to maintain that social distance and we want to keep everybody safe. Coach, that's the most important thing. Um, right now, we're successfully... Uh, offering a quality education online in an e-learning environment. Uh, but we are ready to pivot, and I, I have no doubts that uh, I'm very confident when we are ready, our students are going to be excited, our teachers are excited, and we'll be back in here. Um, but we've got, hey, listen, very important, Labor Day. We've got to get through these three days. That weekend is, is really, if the trends continue to go down after Labor Day, uh, I definitely could see us coming back sooner. That is such a great point. 
Miami, stay in in Labor Day because come on, go to your backyards, hang tight. <laughs> That's so good. And it's like, we do good, give us a chance, yeah. we mess it up again. <laughs> well, you look what happened in July. July spiked. Uh, a lot of that had to do with uh, people going out and, and really not uh, not listening to the mandates that were out there. And uh, we found ourselves in a really bad situation uh, in late July. And so we knew at that point we were not going to be able to start school in a face-to-face environment. Um, wear your mask, wash your hands, respect one another. This is a community of respect. And, uh, you know, we're going to respect one another by putting those face masks on. And uh, we're going to do everything we can to mitigate the spread of this virus. Uh, right now, it looks good, Coach. I mean, I, I'm hoping that the trends continue downward. Last two questions. Last two questions. I I can't thank you enough for our first meeting that we had, me and you. We sat down. Mm-hmm. I was honest about episode that happened in my past. And you looked me in the face and you said, listen, we all have a past. It is what it is. You were honest about it, and let's move forward. I didn't commit a crime. Didn't do the most morally ethical thing, but there's a reason for everything. And I've learned, I've always looked at my life this way, that I blame myself. You talked about accountability. Mm-hmm. I blame myself for everything that doesn't go right. Being an adult, I mean, being when we're talking, we're young is real hard, but being an adult. And I think honesty, and I said that when I spoke to, when I spoke in the school, Honesty with your professors, with your parents, it, it helps so much, man, because it makes us human. It lets you know where I'm at. It lets you know I'm not trying to be slick. It's just, and I think that helped me a lot. You also told me to cover my tattoos, which I respected. <laughs> I, I And it's a funny thing. I saw football coaches didn't have, the, but I did because I, I right? was your guy yeah, yeah. at the time. This is a, a while back. I saw guys with half sleeves this way, but I respected you. And I think a lot of people, I go to the school and I love showing off my tattoos, but every time I go to the school, I adapt to the culture of the school mm-hmm. and I cover up because man, I, I want to be, I know I don't have to now, but I do it because I want to show you guys respect of what that, uh, that Catholic marriage brother education is not that tattoos aren't because uh, listen, a lot of my tattoos are of Jesus Christ and their crosses and it does fit the message. But how do we teach kids to be respectful of, other people's homes now because Columbus is your home. It feels like my home, but it's your home. Do you talk about that a lot? Do you see that a lot, especially in today's day and age? Yeah, I think, uh, Coach, I think that's why you're so good at this. Um, You're honest, and I do think that you have to be honest. Um, I think you have to have some transparency in life. And so, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm always going to tell you the truth, whether you want to hear it or not. Um, And you know, I tell the kids that all the time. They understand that. You know, we had freshmen on campus, uh, first time of, of of really introducing ourselves. They were picking up their iPads. And those were some of the things that I spoke about was, uh, you know, uh, being transparent, uh, being honest, being open, um, being respectful. You know, I, I think you, you can't say it enough with kids that, that, that are forming their character. And that's that's what's happening between you know, seventh grade and 12th grade. Unfortunately, I don't get the seventh and eighth graders. But once they get here as ninth graders, they're going to hear it. And they're going to hear it a lot, not just from me, but uh, but from from all of our teachers. Uh, like I said, we're Marist educators. We're involved in their lives. And so uh, we're going to be transparent. We're going to let them know that there are expectations. We do have expectations. And, uh, you know, coach, nothing against the tattoos. I, I don't have any, but I would look good with them. I'm telling you, (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a, I don't have a a bad thing to say about tattoos. I just never have done it. I've just never gone out there and gotten a tattoo. Um, maybe I'm a little bit more conservative that way. I don't know what it is. Um, but I certainly don't have anything about, uh, against it. And, you know, the other thing is coach, I, I am far from perfect. I am not a perfect man. Um, never claimed to be. Uh, I do not throw stones. Um, I will not throw stones uh, because I've walked in probably everyone's shoes at one time. Um, you know, so I just I've, I've never been comfortable in, in judging people. I've been more comfortable in learning more about you 
You know, 100 percent, 100 percent in learning about you. 100 percent. I think that's yeah. that's one of your greatest qualities. You mentioned last two questions. Could you imagine if Columbus started at sixth grade? Oh, my God. It would you, you would. Have you ever thought about that? Have they, have they ever yes. talked about that? Yes, they uh, I've had uh, people ask about starting in sixth grade. I've had uh, since my daughter was a was a was a young lady. Uh, I've had uh, people ask, you know, females, young girls. Hey, why? Come on. Can't you open it up? Be a co-ed school. Uh, we'd love the opportunity to come to Columbus. And I've had uh, graduates want to come back and create a uh, an associate's degree program from here so that they they stay on an extra two years after they graduate from high school. So I've I've seen it on both ends and we've had females wanting to be part of it. And uh, it's it's a blessing. It really is. And uh, it talks a lot about those who founded uh, the reputation of the school years before I ever got here, coach. I mean, it, it was years. Uh, all I'm trying to do is just continue to maintain it and and take it to another level and and all and, and really stress the Marist values. I think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, the Marist brothers are genuine people. They have a love of work and uh, and it shows. And and I have a love of work and I hope that that shows. And well, I tell you, it was just it, it was a natural fit for me when I came here 23 years ago. It just seemed like a natural fit. And it still feels that way today. Listen, for many of the reasons that we've talked about today, I think, I'm, I'm 100% almost sure in this, that if you were to tell me, if kids were to ask me today, what's better, a college degree or to graduate from Columbus High School, I'll take graduating from Columbus High School. With that said, with that said, last thing, what to you makes Columbus so special? Yeah, uh, I think it's the Marist charism. I really do. I think it's the genuine uh, of people. I think it's the competitive nature that's here. Um, anything we do here, we expect to do it better than everyone else. And uh, and and you know, and I don't say that in a in a negative way. I'm not throwing stones at any other schools or any other programs. Uh, someone asked me, "Well, hey, listen, you guys should start face to face because this school down the road is starting face to face. We we are nobody but Columbus High School." Understand. Oh, I love that. That's and, so good. And and you know, we, we we don't compare ourselves to others because I'm too busy focused on what we can do to improve ourselves. And so I'm not worried about what other schools are doing. I'm worried about what this school's doing and how can we continue to protect the reputation that Christopher Columbus has and that they've earned in this community, not only in this community, but in this country. So uh yeah, I, I just want to continue to do, you know, strive. Strive for success. Strive to be better. And, uh, you know, I think that's what we do here. And, you know, I think if we can just focus on what we do and continue to do it the right way, um, I think we'll we'll have many, many years of success. And we'll have a lot of young men that will graduate from here and continue to go out and do great things. On and on Whoa, and on. These guys have all been on your show. Wow. All these guys have, just like I you mean, now, have been maybe. on my show. That, that says a lot about you, coach. It talks about, you know, how the, how these people, including myself, respect you and what you do here in South Florida. Boom. There it is. Can't thank you guys enough for listening. Can't thank you guys enough for subscribing. Can't thank you guys enough for supporting. It's your coach forever. Keep going hard and do your thing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.